everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, we could mention some things that are spoilers in this episode, but hey, you know, we're really close to the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're really that worried, I don't know, like, sure, listen to the next one first. I don't know. Watch the next show. I don't know. Uh, whatever you need to do to feel good about life. Okay. Um, but we could mention some things that happen <laughs> in the finale. Uh, I am Melissa, and I'm here with my singular co-host, Fish. Fish. How are you doing? I'm good, but I've been singular before. Okay. Well, that's okay. You're singular again today. Okay. Yep. I'm doing good. Uh, it's fall. I'm loving, loving the fall. And uh, yeah, this was a packed episode. Yeah. This was okay. What episode is it? So it's season four, episode 16 called Ben Don't Leave. Just to reset this for people, season four, there were 17 episodes in the epi- in the season proper. Um, and the showrunners were told by the network, okay, they're gonna get maybe 17, maybe 22. They were like, well, which is it? Um, so just note we're at, we're at 16 now and 17 was one possible ending. So like we're really like barreling towards a finish of one part of the show where you wouldn't think that if you just saw that there were 22 episodes. Um, So Ben Don't Leave originally aired April 17th, 2002. It's directed by Harry Weiner. It was written by Laurie McCarthy and Alex Taub. And the episode description is this. Ben falls victim to a car accident while on his way to help Lauren pack for her move to Arizona. As she waits for him to come out of surgery, Felicity learns that Lauren faces drunk driving charges. Meanwhile, Noel's rocky relationship with Zoe continues without the complications of intimacy. Richard asks Elena out for the sole purpose of impressing another woman, and Felicity's plagiarized and soon-to-be-published paper still hangs over her head. Uh, Fish, one other thing I want to point out to you is this is the last episode where we will see Lisa Edelstein as Lauren. Oh, um, so we'll have a ton of audience feedback on Lauren at the end of this because it's the last time we'll see her character. But um, I'm saving a little bit more for the next one. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was um, confused, I guess, led astray, perhaps, by the title and mm. don't leave because at no point was Ben leaving in this entire episode at least for arizona i guess i mean maybe she thought he was gonna die but like yeah like the, the big cosmic leaving you know like yeah i don't know um but i feel like this was a bait and switch sure like they clearly meant for us to think this was going to be about him moving to arizona and felicity being like don't leave and that was not at all what the what any of the episode was about nope really wasn't yeah uh, I think there's a lot of things that they switched on us in this episode, to be totally honest with you. Um, yeah. I don't know. Lauren comes in pretty hardcore. Uh, she, like, yeah. we open with that. So I'm, I'm curious to get 
I'm curious to get your thoughts on Lauren after this one, but we, we're going to start with Dean and uh, the scene at Dean and DeLuca. It's Felicity and Javier and Javier alerts Felicity. He's like, your arch enemy has arrived. <laughs> and Lauren enters with these like devil horn pigtails. Oh, thank you for noticing someone's hair for once. My goodness. Yeah, there it is. I did yeah. it. Very Yay. good. Yay. Um, um, it only took like 200,000 hours of podcasting. <laughs> Congrats. I've won this. I've won the badge. Um, yeah. That's cool. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Lauren just walks in and is like, is Ben here? And then I just put rough hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not looking good. And she's freaking out. She's like, I have to leave for Arizona tomorrow. And he said he'd come and help me pack my car. And he hasn't. And for me, it sounded like she was about to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to me, it sounded like she was really annoyed. I mean, I, I feel like she was really frustrated and overwhelmed. And Felicity comes in as the sort of counterpart to this, and she's trying to be very, I guess, kind and, um, you know, just she's trying to help someone out who's having a hard time. You know, she says, I'm really sorry. It must be really hard. And Lauren just snaps. She's like, don't pretend that you care. Like, you are not at all interested uh, in what's happening uh, with me. Uh, you know, you and your boyfriend are so self. I mean, she just snaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, this struck me as she is so overwhelmed. And yes, she's being a complete and total bitch. But she's also, what, like eight months pregnant, has to drive across the country to Arizona tomorrow, can't get her stuff together. And like, to me, she is losing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Felicity's kind of, I mean, her reaction, I think, is fair. Um, she's just like, I don't like her. Yeah, she, well, Felicity's like, like while Lauren's still there, she's like, what, we're supposed to move? Mm-hmm. Lauren's just like, tell Ben to call. She just leaves. Yeah. But I mean, the right. worst thing I can say about Felicity in this scene is that the braid is back. Yeah. Well, but you're right, though. Felicity is going to sort of after Lauren leaves, she's going to um, tell us what she's really thinking by talking to Javier. She's like, you know, did you hear all that? I just don't like her. Javier's like, me neither. I hope she gets a stretch mark from here down to there. <laughs> um, Which, you know, in all fairness, uh, Lauren probably picked up on that, right? I mean, she she's just like, don't pretend you care. And Felicity's like, I don't like her. I mean, I think... Lauren isn't helping herself at all uh, in Felicity's estimations, but I think she's also just, I mean, Felicity is just part of the problem at this point for her. I guess what really strikes me while I watch this episode is that this, this Lauren, this, this like war between Felicity and Lauren that they're depicting at the start of this episode is something that really stuck out in my brain 
and is what I think about when I think about Lauren. So when we've been doing this rewatch, it's surprised me how Lauren was never this until this episode. Yeah. And in this episode, she is so pregnant. She -hmm. has so much on her plate. She's going to be, you know, she's trying to do all this stuff alone. She can't even get Ben to come pack her car. Like to me, she's on the edge. Like yeah. that's what it struck she's me like as. Super, I thought she was going to cry. They're leaning into like hormonal Lauren, who's got a lot on her plate, who's getting ready yeah. to move. And like, they're making her, you know, they gave her the devil horn pigtails. Like they're leaning in all, they're burying Lauren in this episode. And while at the same time as they're trying to do that, at least at the start of this episode, they're trying to make Felicity like seem like such a victim in the whole situation. Um, and well, I mean, to a degree she is right. Like it's, this isn't her fault that Lauren's pregnant, but um, also like they're, they're polarizing the depiction of these two so much. It's like, here's Felicity just giving of herself and being so kind and generous and, 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 and trying to, you know, like stay in my room, do this, being patient, you know, and Lauren is doing all of this. And actually we just weren't seeing any of this until this moment. <laughs> So I'm like, how did, I wish we had seen, if they were going to take us here, I kind of wish they might've like led into this with another episode of them kind of butting heads more because what we've been seeing before this is Felicity won't even talk to, Felicity won't even like take a firm stance with Ben, Mm -hmm. you know, like where is this coming from for Felicity where she's snapping? Well, it's coming from Lauren snapping, but Lauren up until this point has been uh, downright reasonable. Yeah. I think, you know, now granted situationally, the writers have been trying to make her really firm and fixed and no, I'm doing this and having the baby. I'm just, like, I'm moving to Arizona. This is how it's going to be. And she has been positionally pretty rigid Um in in her in how she's doing things so they're you know she's an antagonist in terms of the plot but now they're like full-blown you know lauren's hardcore um i actually don't mind this because it had they done this for more episodes then i could see them kind of demonizing lauren and i would have a lot less empathy for her if this had gone on for longer mm-hmm. um if this is just like a really, really bad day, we mm-hmm. all have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think this is for her just a really, really bad day. And and Felicity's had them. And honestly, she she pulls out she pulls out her own nails at at one point, especially. Um, she's Felicity's, not going to take this all lying down. Yeah, I think Felicity's reaction to this all makes it feel like this has been more longstanding than the show has let on. Is it for her to say, I I just don't like her, you know, like I just don't, it almost, it feels like there's gotta be more context to that than this. It feels like Felicity would be somebody who'd say, no, this is a bad day. Yeah, I agree. And, and she's saying it to Javier, not to Ben. So at least if they were going to have this reaction from Felicity, I do wish that they would have at least had her 
have some conversations with Megan or Javier or someone who wasn't Ben if they didn't want to get into it with Ben Mm -hmm. or Noel or like someone, maybe Elena. Oh, I don't know. Um, And yeah, I feel like Felicity's reactions are much more out of character than necessarily Lauren's. I think there are reasons for Lauren's. Now, Felicity, on the other hand, is also going through a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can see her being snappy, but I generally don't see her as the talk behind someone's back, I don't like her type of person. Um, Yeah, just something about that assessment felt like, did we miss something? Like, did we? Because when you think about these moments where she could have gone head to head with Lauren, they never did. Like Thanksgiving, think about Thanksgiving. Like Lauren was there, she's like, whoa, what did I enter? I should back out of this situation. Like, this is not, Ben, you should call Felicity. Like, like that was a moment where there was, it was really heated. Like Lauren entered enemy territory, realized she had entered enemy (laughs) territory, saw that everybody was ganging up on her with like Felicity's best interests in mind. Felicity and Ben were having a conflict and Lauren was like, I'm not really interested in the conflict. Um, And she stepped away and everything that we've seen from Lauren to this point has been like, I'm making decisions on behalf of the baby, but she hasn't been taking Felicity into even account. Um, There haven't even been conversations. I don't even think this is about Felicity. This is just, Lauren is probably doing this to every person she meets. Yeah. But from Felicity's point of view, like, okay, yeah, she is really under pressure. She, she'd have a lot of reason not to want to take this crap from Lauren right now, but it does feel the way she's talking to Javier, like this is her mortal enemy. And <laughs> like, I, like I, how did we get there? Um, well, and the thing is, so then they kind of connected, I think in the next scene. So Felicity and Megan are sitting around and Megan is waxing um, in like the old style of waxing, which hurt mm-hmm. um, a lot. And And Felicity is still ranting about Lauren. She's just like pacing up and down, not over it Mm -hmm. and just talking about her. And then they move directly kind of into this discussion about the dissertation, which kind of makes me link like Felicity's really stressed about this whole dissertation. I might not graduate things. So she's on edge and then Lauren's got her stuff and she's on edge. So it's just two people who are really on edge. And I could see, you know, if in the first scene, if Felicia had said, you know, sorry, it must be hard. Lauren totally loses it. I could have seen Felicity pulling out her claws there and snapping at her. But the behind her back, I don't like her to Javier seems odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of dialing down. Like something doesn't feel right to me here. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we're maybe landing on what that might be, but I don't know. I'd be curious to know what listeners think about this. I, I think it's really easy to be like, Lauren's horrible. Um, but like, is the writing horrible? I don't know. Like I I, I just, how did we get here? What did I, I miss? We, um, I think we got here by, by the situation. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I see out of place is the like behind her back bitchiness that I don't really see from Felicity. She's not, she's just not a gossip. She can't keep her mouth shut, but 
she'll say like, it to your face. Yeah, she'll say it to your face. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, there we have it. Um, but we are going to go to this topic of the dissertation. So Felicity and Megan are having a chat. Um, Felicity is kind of like, she just can't take it anymore. She's like, I'm just going to bring the dissertation to Karns. Yeah, this, uh, I just can't with this. So Megan says, you're almost in the clear, you know, don't take the dissertation and just copy his references as your source. Why the hell weren't his references in her paper in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how 30 this never should have been an issue. Yeah. Like what did she write this with no footnotes, no endnotes, no bibliography, and now they want to see her sources? Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. What? Guys, Fish is here to tell you where the academic uh so somebody somebody on the writer staff did not know academic rigors the way that fish does okay i'm just pissed oh i'm just pissed that this is a thing okay okay uh you know what fine are you saying that there's a problem with the writing in season four (laughs) i won't believe it um well and then you tell me how you feel about this because then there's this idea of guilt and Megan's like, oh, you're just, you know, you're guilty. And Felicity is kind of like, no, I could get caught by the author. It's like, is she guilty or not? Yeah. Who's, it's all, it's a, it's a murky mess right now. And Megan's like, well, okay, well, tell me how you'll feel if you don't graduate. How's that going to feel? Not great. Felicity's thought is if she confesses, maybe they'll be lenient. Yeah, I don't know. This this whole show me your sources plotline really bothers me. Okay. Okay. Um AMA people. AMA. Okay. What's that? That's the how you source things. Okay. It's All one right. of the ways you can write citations. Sure, sure. AMA, folks. Um <laughs> I just need to know what we were getting behind for me to get behind you. And then I'm all in. Okay. What what Um, was the other, do you remember the name of the other one? There were like two ways to cite things. And was it Chicago, Chicago and AMA were the two different ways. It's been a minute since I've written. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a good solid, what I'm going to say, like uh, 20 years. (laughs) Okay. Fair. I've had to cite things more recently. Um, Um, Fair enough. I mean, could it be, uh, hey, look, I'm on board with you about the, hey, uh, or Chicago, we're or not Chicago. sure. Tell um, me what city I mean. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on to a different storyline here. We've got Sean at the loft and Noel arrives. Mm-hmm. And we are going to get um, a real dissection of Nolan Zoe's relationship here where Sean's like, wow, you guys are late last night, huh? And Noel's like, yeah, Zoe and I went to an all-night bowling alley. And Sean is in... actually sounds fun. I mean, out of all the things that happen in this episode, imagining Noel and Zoe at an all-night bowling alley was one of my favorite. Yeah, that was lovely, right? Right. Some fun things happening here. But Sean's like, nope, nope, nope. We can't appreciate this because... We need to talk about your sex life and how it must be the best uh, it'll ever be right now. Yeah, he's um, going to overshare a lot. 
Yeah, because he's he's uh I don't know, jealous. He's sort of like uh ah, this watching makes... out for his friend. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like, ah, I just remember like th- this is the best part of a relationship. Like right now, this early stage, the you know, the yeah. sex is so great, right? You have like 10 days until your relationship is over. Yeah. And then he sees that Noel is not like so gung ho on this topic. He's like, wait a minute. You guys haven't had sex, have you? I was like, not yet. Yeah, yeah. And Sean just freaks out. Yeah, because Sean Sean feels like giving somebody else relationship anxieties. So Sean's like, yeah, no sex. That's a problem. Yeah. And um, Noel's all, we're busy. We've got work. We've got office parties. Like the office party we're going to go to later. It's just, yeah. there's a and lot to know, do. We know that Noel doesn't really believe this because he could have been doing something other than an all night bowling alley sesh with Zoe. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, look, this is the party line. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean's like, well, okay, let's take the office party tonight. For example, I'll represent us at the Waldron party. Mm -hmm. You can go do the best part of your relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And hey, look, they got the Waldron account, even though Sean manhandled that poor man. Yeah, good news. Uh, it was great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to go open up another storyline. Um, I I will say I enjoyed this for about, I don't know, 30 seconds. We finally get to see Richard again. Mm-hmm. And Elena. in addition to Richard, we get to see Elena. And so Richard knocks on the door. Of the lady's apartment. Of the lady's apartment. And Elena answers it. You know, so the door was locked. Yay. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote, Richard needs a favor. And then in all capital letters, hat. Okay. (laughs) That was the end of me liking this plot line. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the good news is that they gave Elena a story that wasn't exactly just somebody else's story uh it was sort of somebody else's story but they also made her like it wasn't like they could have had any other character from the show in elena's place here so there's that i mean i guess it's a step up from that standpoint of utilizing elena however uh this plot line not good very problematic yeah um well and just wanted to shoehorn this in to an episode that was already full yeah. and did not do it well. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't look, it's, I don't have like a 2000, I don't have 2002 glasses to put on when I'm watching this. Right. So I, I don't know how people were talking about this stuff, but I also feel like, like now looking back, you know, if you're going to get this storyline to a point where, um, like Richard and Elena can hug it out, like I, right. I don't no. think we got there. But no. okay, what what story are we talking about, Fish? Because we're talking around it. But what? Yeah. what so Richard here? has come, and he would like Elena to accompany him to the Save the World fundraiser, and he wants her to come as his date to make another girl jealous. So let's just chalk one up to sexism there. He uh, He's like, look, I, I need to have sex, 
I need to have as much sex as possible while I have available women around because look at me in the real world, I am not going to get any. Yeah. And somehow this convinces Elena to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, but only because you're pathetic. First of all, no, Elena would not do that. No, incorrect. I mean, and- remember back in season one when Guy had tickets to Conan and mm-hmm. he was asking every woman mm-hmm. and everybody said no. And then he asked, started asking guys and Noel finally said yes. <laughs> um, but Elena said no to that. Yeah. And this is worse. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's just there so that he can have sex with another girl. Yeah. And not only that, he's going to leave the room by instructing her on like what to wear. Like, like she needs to look, look hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do I feel like this hell? is exactly out of character for Richard? No, I don't. No, um, not for Richard, but for Elena it is. Yeah. No way is she doing this. I mean, guys, it's going to get worse. So just yeah. this, Buckle this in. is like the best version of what we understand his plans are right now. All right. So just yeah. get comfortable with this and then don't get too comfortable because we're going to rip this right out from under you. If you, if you were even okay with this part. Um, yeah. It's not good. Yeah. But, but we'll put a pin in that for a minute. And we're going to go back to Felicity, who's going to go to professor Carnes with absolutely every intention to say I cheated on this paper mm-hmm. here's the dissertation that yes. I copied um but Professor Carnes has a lot on her mind and won't let Felicity get it at a word in edgewise correct it's a bad time just talk to her lawyer because her ex is saying that uh my apartment is his apartment And also, I'm pissed here because Jane Lynch, he, really, she couldn't be dating a woman? Really? Shame on you, Felicity. Not Felicity the character, Felicity the show. Jane Lynch, come on. Was she a very famous lesbian? Very famous. Okay, was she out then? God, what year was it? 2002. I would have to look that up. So you cover while I look it up. Okay. We are currently just trying to figure out about circa the time that Jane Lynch was outed herself, I guess, um, to see. But I thought that this, I don't know. I I did. I think that she pulled this scene off very well because she had to totally monopolize the conversation. She had to be very commanding in the room. She had to give us a lot of interesting information. And I found Professor Carnes kind of endearing in this process. Uh, so I don't know. Good work on Jane Lynch for, for pulling this off for me. Um, I thought this was actually kind of a fun moment of comedy in a in a dramatic situation where there's pretty high stakes. But um, I think that Terry Russell and Jane Lynch played this very well. So I guess she never like a officially came out um and it says i don't know 2013 she has a quote that says i'm gay but like oh she it's like almost it's nine years later well i don't know i don't know like i feel it's one of those like everybody knew 
kind of things. I don't know. It just bothered me. She's playing a character. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to be. Her character doesn't have to be her. You know, so like. I think I, I don't take issue with that here, especially like I have no idea what her timeline was on this and what she was doing in her personal life. I don't think that that's something people need to be writing into the show. It was um, just one more thing in this episode. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. I think I'm happy to not factor that in when I think about like my assessment of this. I, I think she she took the role. Maybe she could have advocated for herself if she wanted to. And maybe she didn't Yeah, like but why like i at a certain point um this is a a very small role and i don't know where she was with this in her personal life so um but karns is just gonna sort of steamroll this and after the whole bit about the ex she's like but don't worry i checked your records this is gonna be fine your records are great what this is you know what this is really about this paper it's just jim lipschitz trying to get back at me for getting the manilow grant it's just a tiny male fragile ego is what's happening here felicity keeps being like but but, but you see but i but he's actually <laughs> she just keeps <laughs> she keeps talking over the whole thing yeah so pretty much it's on and maybe the most useful piece of information for the plot um is that now the meeting about the sources has been moved up to tomorrow so it i guess was much later and after all this (laughs) yeah like she's like just want to get it i mean jane lynch says i just want to get it done and felicity's like so really like the stakes of this conversation are felicity's not going to get another chance to talk to karns um like this was it now because it's tomorrow (laughs) like (laughs) and and apparently professor karns is going to be dealing with lawyers all day so Mm. that's it oh man so coming from that felicity's going to go to ben's and she's going to be uh, outside on the street outside the apartment she's going to see lauren and it's awkward yeah felicity invites her up and lauren is going to give her the cold shoulder and just say i'm waiting for ben and it's so very, felicity's like, like okay intense yeah yeah lauren's not going to come up this is like no but really you can she's like no and then Felicity is going to see Ben in the loft. He's getting ready to go down to see Lauren. This is like, what is her problem? Again, I feel like that, I feel like Felicity's reactions like that are the problem in the writing with Probably. this episode. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Has she ever taken a stance like this with Ben about Lauren to this point? No, no she's been quiet and sullen and eaten her words. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's not going to stop there. She she's just going to say, why do you have to help her at all? Can't she pay someone? Doesn't she have friends? She she's lived here for months. I mean, this just doesn't seem it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and I do think that this is this is where like it extra compounds on how you see Lauren in this episode as a viewer, because Felicity has had it. But what has she had? Like I, I um, Felicity well, is she, done with it, and we're meant to be taking her side, I guess. But like, 
Um, I mean, she comes out and says it at the end of this. You know, Ben is very placating. He's like, look, she's going to get some boxes. We're going to put them in a car and she's gone. So again, no point was he moving to Arizona here. Mm-hmm. And Felicity is like, I'm just having a bad day basically because of this paper. Mm-hmm. So like she puts the two together. So yeah. I think we're supposed to think that this is all her reaction to having a, you know, having this paper slash graduation issue hanging over her head. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like how she would actually react. No, no, it does not seem that way to me. Like just th- things seem weird here to me. Um, But Ben does establish like, after he moved, he's going to move the boxes. He's going to be back is at 5 p.m. Like, that's when you'll see me. Let's go to a movie tonight, you know, 5 p.m. Okie doke, 5 p.m. So for now, let's go over to Noel and Zoe's office where Noel is going to see Zoe. And she's she's had a bit of a rough day, but he's going to take a look at her work, which he thinks is great. Actually, it was lovely. Um, they showed us her work. And it looks great. Yeah for the Waldron account with suitcases. And I enjoyed Zoe's immediate reaction here. I mean, Noel walks in the door and she's like, I'm so glad to see you. I mean, yeah. it was really kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she has him come over, look at the ad. He's like, it's great. She's like, let's hang out tonight. And well, uh, she, she says, I wish we could just hang out tonight instead of yeah, doing the party. The party. Mm-hmm. And Noel comes in with this nice romantic plan of basically repeating their first night Mm -hmm. there when they got caught. Um, Not only the wine and the pizza and the late nightness of it, but also the violating of her father's furniture, which has Mm -hmm. since been replaced Mm -hmm. because of the almost violation of the first time. So um, maybe Noel don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So he's kind of running with her idea. She's like, uh, on second thought, you know what? No, we should just, we we should go to the party. It's your town. Yeah. So Noel's kind of like, oh, okay. At this <laughs> point, because of this conversation with Sean, it, it's very much all like, anytime she's going to like brush it off is going to feed into this narrative of like, oh, we've got a problem. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe Noel was already thinking that before this conversation with Sean. We just, the conversation with Sean was the vehicle for us to see this opened up. And, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that a conversation with Sean (laughs) set things on a new course. So here we are. I mean, maybe it gave more impetus to it. I don't know that Noel, I think Noel would have been fine waiting longer, but um, yeah. I think if you've so got somebody next... labeling your like your relationship as not being in a healthy place, it does Make you it, it adds a layer, I think. Yeah. And I was wrong. Megan is now waxing. So the next scene is Felicity and Megan sitting around with Megs and Megan waxing. And they're waiting. They're waiting for Ben because Ben has not showed up and it is after six. Yeah. What is taking Ben so long? Felicity wonders. Megan posits that maybe he's late because Lauren is currently getting the recycling refund on a bunch of empty six packs. Mm -hmm. Which may not be so far off the truth. Um, It might not be so far off the truth. But again, like 
And it is not unusual for Megan to slam Lauren. Um, but we're just, we're going all in on like just trashing Lauren in this episode. Um, yeah. And, and, but Megan is very supportive of Felicity in this episode. Um, like, and she, she has would, been in the past, like uh, that Thanksgiving episode, Lauren, uh, Megan came for Lauren, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that is not unusual. Um, an unusual thing for Megan to do. I think we're just really compiling like all that feeling here. In this episode. Yeah. But I do think Megan, you know, the, the problem that I had with Megan, remember about the whole fantasy love, whatever those lines in this episode, I do see more of that, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's more natural because it's, it's around something. So, um, you know, I don't want to say important, but like something so dire. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that that the summary, I I didn't read this episode the way the summary did, um, which said that Ben got into a car accident on his way to help Lauren pack. Uh... It seemed to me like all of her stuff was in the car so like maybe she was driving him home or something but and and it's really late you know so they get the call after six and there so the phone rings and felicity picks it up and megan picks it up oh megan picks it up and we find out that Ben is in the emergency room. We don't find that out yet. We So Megan picks up the phone. She answers. She gets a worried look on her face and she looks over at Felicity. But we immediately cut right. to Felicity at the hospital, like running, looking for somebody to talk to. Correct. And she runs in and big sign that says emergency room. And she's trying to get someone's attention. She's like, you know, I'm looking for Ben Covington. He's been in a car accident. Um, Or I don't remember if she said car accident, but she said, you know, he's here. Um, I want to know if he's okay. They ask if she's family. She's like, he's my boyfriend. The woman is like, yeah, whatever. And looks, (laughs) looks up the information and is like, ah, Yes, he's been in a car accident and he is currently in surgery. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, scary stuff. And uh, Felicity, you know, she's worried. Then we're going to see a bit after this, we're going to see Felicity sees Lauren in a hospital bed, but Lauren is alert. Oh, Lauren is, you know, up, awake. Um, so obviously not in the condition that Ben's in. Mm-hmm. And when Felicity sees Lauren, she just sneaks right in. Nobody notices. Yeah, she's going to check right on back Lauren. there. Yeah, and she's you know she's she's nice right here. She's like uh, she checks on Lauren. She checks to see how, if she and her baby are fine, uh, which they are. Um, but Lauren has clearly been crying. Like her eyes are red. She's got. Like she's, she says the baby's fine, but like her whole face is just, she's been crying. It's messed up. It's, she's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Felicity is like, um, Ben's still in surgery. I don't know if anybody told you that. And she asks Lauren what happened. Uh, Lauren recounts that she had been driving 
mm-hmm. and a car ran into us. Didn't yeah. even see it coming. And then the doctor comes in. Uh, and by comes in, I mean, this is an, um, an emergency room style. There's one room. And so when the doctor comes in, he's really just coming up to Lauren's bed in the middle of a big room. And he looks at Felicity and he's like, um, can you give us a minute? And he closes cloth curtains around. Mm-hmm. So that is a soundproof booth now. Yeah. Yes. And, and Felicity's just standing outside the curtains and can clearly hear everything he's saying. Which is that Lauren's blood alcohol level was over the legal limit. Um, mm-hmm. some, some cops are going to need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then he opens up the curtains, comes back out, and Felicity is looking at Lauren. Yeah. She's heard the whole thing. Yeah. Lauren sees her. Felicity leaves kind of pissed. And the doctor leaves. Mm -hmm. I mean, done, done. Okay. Yeah. It feels like it was a well-executed move on the part of the doctor, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to the next pregnant woman who's gotten in a car accident because she's been drinking. Yeah. So now for the moment, let's go over to another place where people are drinking, which is the Waldron party, which looks like, you know, pretty swanky party. Yeah. And John um, has figured out the Zoe thing. Oh, my God. Rushed over to Noel to tell him what is what's going on. I actually I think this whole little sequence is actually pretty funny. Um, Weird, funny. I don't know. Lightest part of the episode for me. Uh yeah sean has heard that zoe and somebody representing the client named Dwayne used to date and that might be why things are cooling off with zoe and noel and he heard it from pauline yeah and it's not just that they used to date he was the ex Mm -hmm. that caused uh you know, Zoe to, to be hospitalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, news to us. Uh, fun stuff though. Uh, news let's to come Noel. back to that. Yeah. News to Noel. Um, we've never heard Dwayne's name before. It's all very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. But the, these are the hijinks that happen at an office party, I guess. Mm-hmm. So for the moment, let's go to a different party. Let's go to probably a less fun party, a fundraiser mm-hmm. where Richard oh is trying to check in with Elena on his arm. And he's just so excited that Elena's there as his date because this lady that he's trying to attract is going to be impressed. Yeah, so I have to do this now because I don't know when else I could possibly do this. Okay. So ignore the rest of this scene for a minute. Oh. And just the first line is going to be the Colleen Tembus mini dick move of the episode. Sure. When Richard turns to Elena and basically says, your outfit's not hot enough. I missed that. Now he is going to continue to do major, major, major dick moves after this, but that one bit where he's just like, is that what you're wearing? Like, I thought, you know, we'd see some cleavage mini dick move actually kind of maybe a regular 
size dick move look there weren't many many dick moves in this there were a lot of major dick moves yeah. uh yeah that, that, that's going to be a competitive field for you and that, that that'll be interesting um yeah. but okay i missed that line altogether so that's exciting Very well exciting it's how us. we get to this next part because he's like oh you know thought we'd see some cleavage thought you're gonna be hot enough and she's just like you're lucky i'm here at all and he's like oh yeah yeah you're right you're right you know she's gonna be impressed with me showing up with a black chick anyway omg and then he uses and she's and he keeps talking about this woman who we haven't met and will never meet um he keeps saying like she's so pc she's really she's in, i mean aggressive. they're going into like a save our world fundraiser right so th- she's he's really painting her a certain way um and so his his enthusiasm around bringing elena is oh it's gonna make me seem really culturally diverse mm-hmm. okay okay and um, elena does exactly what she should do she punches him in the face good mm-hmm. job elena and leaves yeah yeah um you know wish it stopped there i wish that was the end of it and she never saw richard again that might have been a better way to end this storyline um than where they end up trying to do Mm. but hey uh there's more episode to go so they're not gonna (laughs) leave it there um so first we're gonna get felicity calling megan from the hospital Felicity informs Megan that Lauren was drunk. And now Felicity seems like she's about to cry. Yeah. Um, Megan's like, they should arrest her. Um, Felicity is like, this woman's going to be a mom. Yeah. But then she very quickly goes to and Ben, right? She's like, if anything happens to Ben because of her, you know, she, the, she's going to be a mom part. I feel like is still kind of the weird bitchiness that she has taken on as a, and we'll see another ego. thread from that later as well. Yeah. Um, I guess they needed to plant that line here. I don't know. Yeah. I guess um, that makes sense. Um, but she's really focused in on like, if anything happens to Ben. Yeah. And then Megan's like, no, he's going to be fine. Like do not even, he's yeah. going to be fine um megan says i called professor carnes to see if we could reschedule mm-hmm. uh is like thank god i didn't ever totally forgot about that megan says should i come to the hospital mm-hmm. um felicity says no like it's probably better for me just to be here alone megan's like no but really like i'll do the following 100 things for you like i'll i'll yell at the nurses all <laughs> like you know she's like no, I'm like, I am, if any of these things sound good to you, I am here for that. Put me in coach. Um, yeah. It was a sweet moment, I think, for Megan. Yeah, I put under this scene that she's more caring. And I think her dialogue in general, um, it, it is. It's more straightforwardly caring than normal. Um, I mean, in this, in this call, what we're seeing here is Megan is now at this point with Felicity. She's been at this point for a little while, but we're really seeing an example of it here. She's like, who do we hate? What do I do? Like she will do, she will do anything. I feel like for Felicity, you know, she's like, what is it you need for me to have your back? I've got it. (laughs) Like she, I don't feel like there's anything Felicity could ask her for here that she wouldn't be game with. Um, I mean, maybe a hug. I don't know. I even think she'd maybe do that. Like, I think, 
I think Megan's just all the way, like she's all the way loyal. Like she's just all the way there with Felicity. Well, she's been saying that she is like her older sister mm-hmm. and like, she's still going to beat up on her a bit, but like, she's there to be protective. Right. Yeah. I think it's That's fun. I think this taken. is a really lovely thing. I like, I, I think you, you know, you start with the pilot episode, you see Megan, you're like, no way that they get here, but they got <laughs> here, you know, like, and I think that, um, They'll even, you know, next episode too, I think that they'll, they'll like continue in this direction. And I, I don't know, maybe they have the love affair of the show. You know, I think there's a I case. I definitely for... think, yeah, I definitely think they're friends for life. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know if this is the relationship we're meant to be tracking, but I think we could be like, I think you could be going back through the whole series and tracking this. Um, as well, a... they would have need to give an, to give Megan more screen time. Well, I think that they haven't done themselves any favors in cementing her as like having her own storylines. But I think as her, you know, if you consider her storyline, the relationship she has to Felicity, I think they've done a lot to track that. I do wish that they would have given Mandy Foreman more to do of her own. You know, Mm -hmm. they've given Sean plenty. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I think there should have been a little more parity um, between how much they gave Sean and how much they gave Megan. And don't get me started on Elena. Well, I mean, and that's a totally different conversation, right? Because Elena was like a core cast member from the beginning. So she should not be, she should certainly not be getting supporting storylines to Trevor. <laughs> My goodness. Um, that was a real and slap in the face last episode. Well, and Javier. Yeah, but and... Javier at least has been there since season one. I think last episode when they, when they were like, "Oh, she's here for Trevor." It's like, stop with this. Trevor's here for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't even with that. Like, he's not the guy we've been tracking since season one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have so many grievances with this, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, someone else who has a grievance is Noel, because we're back at the party. Maybe my favorite scene. I don't know. I enjoyed this scene very much in the episode, even though it was strange and weird and like completely unfounded. But it was also (laughs) really, really fun to see Scott Foley do this. Um, Yeah, we're back at the Waldron party. Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. So Noel confronts Zoe about this whole, oh, so Dwayne was your boyfriend? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. remember, Dwayne being one of the guys from the Waldron group. <laughs> yeah. That they've just been courting as a client and they just the got client. this client. Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating this client right now. And uh, Noel's like, wait a minute. Why didn't you tell me about Dwayne that you dated for years? He was <laughs> the one you dated. You loved him? Dwayne? it was too much it was so much but i loved it Dwayne. (laughs) there are these moments in these episodes that i'm finding that i really latch onto like when rocco was like peace scene peace like i just this is my scene piece of this episode Dwayne. Dwayne. (laughs) <laughs> um so good um 
Zoe doesn't know whether to be amused or confused by this. She's like, I met Dwayne last week. You introduced me to him. (laughs) (laughs) Goes to Sean, who is the person he got this information from. She's like, Zoe's telling me it's not Dwayne. And Sean's like, ah. Sean's like, no, no, no. Pauline, get over here. Say (laughs) what you were going to say before. Oh, yeah. Pauline, you've created so much drama. Um, no, not really trying to here. She's no. totally drunk. Pauline is drunk. Okay. Really drunk. Um, Sean's like, Pauline, confirm what you were saying before. Like, Zoe, Dwayne, those two over there, like, they were in a relationship. They dated. She, Pauline's like, oh, no, no, no. Sean's <laughs> like, but you said. Pauline's like, right, right, right. I thought that. But then when I got a little closer, I was like, that's not him. Yeah, the guy that Zoe dated was way more handsome. <laughs> and Sean's just like, she's drunk. It doesn't count. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Magic. Absolute magic. Guys. Which we need, because now we're going to head back to the hospital. Sure. I mean, if you wanted any more, like, really fun moments of the... Look, for every, every thing in every storyline that we're about to talk about that we hate, just remember Dwayne Dwayne, <laughs> um, Dwayne did nothing wrong Zoe no. did nothing wrong <laughs> nope. uh, let's go to the hospital okay and I so Lauren is leaving and she's being followed by two large policemen who I thought were going to be like taking her down to the police station but instead they just sort of part ways and Lauren Mm -hmm. goes one way and the policeman go the other way so I was like okay so Felicity gets up and follows her out of the hospital to basically say what the fuck could this have been them taking her to the station I I thought that's what was going to happen but apparently not because Lauren is out on her own and she's like I'm going to the impound lot all of my stuff is there um so that's what i'm doing yeah felicity is like uh so felicity is ascertaining like oh you're not coming back to this hospital even though ben's currently in surgery felicity asks felicity's like are you coming back you know ben's still in surgery and lauren's just like i don't know like i i don't know felicity loses it loses it you're you you say we're selfish you're selfish. Lauren's like, I don't need to explain myself to you. She's like, you're just leaving. You know what? She's getting into a cab Mm -hmm. as Felicity is screaming at her. Yeah. Felicity's like, you know who I feel sorry for? Your baby. Because it has you for a mother. And Lauren doesn't even react to that. She's just like, all right, let's go. I mean, I guess we're going to find out later that got in there a little. Um, but you know, in the moment, she just in the moment, she's just like, I'm not even going to react to you. Well, and I think the way that Lauren's behaving in this scene fuels Felicity's fire even more because Lauren is just sort of like, I don't have time or interest in talking to you. Like now, whether that was like, she's exhausted. She she's overwhelmed. She can't anymore. She's like, I don't know. I think the way that it comes across for Felicity is like, I don't need this conversation. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Felicity's whole world is in surgery right now, right? Yeah. And Lauren's whole world is in her stomach. Mm-hmm. And like, she, like her focus is the impound lot and getting out of there and to Arizona where she actually has a support system. Yeah. And so the two of them are just coming from completely different places. Yeah. Lucy's like, how can you not care that Ben is in surgery? And Lauren's just like, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back into the hospital. Felicity now coming out of that confrontation. She's going to go into Ben's room. He's out of surgery. Um, yeah. She's crying. She takes yeah, his he, hand. He looks bad. Like he has not woken up. He's got a breathing tube. He's like, his eye is all bandaged. Like he, he looks way worse than when he got beaten up on the cleanest street. Um, and quickest beat down cleanest street. Yes, exactly. Like he he looks worse. He does. And she's upset and she's going to take his hand. She wants to be there for him. So we're going to cut to a walk and talk with Noel and Sean, because only good things come of these. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Noel's like, so Sean's like, Sean must have just said something like, why are we walking and talking? Um, and Noel's like, well, Zoe didn't want to come over. She said she was tired, you know, having been accused of <laughs> lying to him about a relationship with Dwayne, the guy she met last week that he introduced her to. Uh, mm. She just wasn't interested. She wasn't in the mood, okay? She was tired. She wanted to go home. Sean's like, hey, you guys are too young to be tired to have sex. Yeah, Sean's not going to make things better. He's going right. to ask, uh, did she say she wasn't in the mood? And Noel's like, no. And he's like, okay, thank goodness. It's not a fundamental problem then. Like, or it could be like, like, you know, this, cause fundamental problems are things like maybe she just doesn't like your scent or your yeah. height or your voice, or the way you kiss. And I was like, stop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, He's not so good with the comforting that Sean. But Sean's conclusion is it's probably not something like that. Right. Cause she hasn't right. yet said I'm not in the mood. So he's like, okay, well, that's a green light. So go ahead and see her now. Just go surprise her. Take charge. Be spontaneous. And I was like, sound desperate. Sean (laughs) says, it's romantic. That's right. Go get flowers and wine and just show up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody who is showing up. Felicity. Hospital. She would like, um, she'd like a blanket for Ben. She also seems to need to step out of the room for a minute and just take a breath and like maybe settle, which is not what's about to happen. No. Yeah. She's been watching him sleep, but that was the most peaceful part of her day. So she's going to sit outside the room while she's waiting for the nurse to get a blanket. Lauren's going to come in who, you know, she's been doing the things she needs to do. And I guess she's had a change of heart. Yeah, she has a really big black eye and she's got cuts on her face. So it's not like she got out of this completely unscathed, but 
She does say, I got my stuff and the car is totaled. The so, first thing know. she does is she asks, how is he? Yes. Um, Felicity confirms not awake, but then she gives that report. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I don't think she's trying to make an excuse here, but she is trying to explain what happened. Um, she, I think she knows at this point, I mean, she knows that Felicity knows she's an alcoholic and I don't know how much she knows about Ben going to Al-Anon and how often, but she says, you know, they, they say in AA, take it one day at a time, but you know, the day just felt so long and I've been trying to find someone else to blame for all the things that are going wrong in my life. And I don't have anyone to blame but me. So she's taking responsibility for it. And she said, what you said was true. And she apologizes. She says, I'm sorry. She looks very sad. I mean, what else can she do, I guess, is the question. And she says, can I see him with you? Which is sort of like a... Like she does I know he's yours and can I see him with you just yeah. be there as a support system I think she's she's kind of knowing her place here um yeah I mean I don't know I I get that they I I understand why people don't like Lauren in this episode um I don't know how people I don't, feel about her in this episode. I like, I, I think. Well, up until now, she hasn't, at least for us, she hasn't come off as unreasonable. I'll say this. I don't like her in this episode, but mm-hmm. I still have a lot of empathy for her, I guess. Just, I, I mean, she is going through something very rough. She's dealing with you know, being an alcoholic, she's dealing with uh, being pregnant, she's dealing with moving, she's dealing with so many things. And she, you know, she effed up. And that, that really, uh, you know, ended up having some dire consequences as it does mm-hmm. with alcoholics when you drink. Um, so, you know, she, I don't know what else she could do at this point because she's done what she's done. Um, and I, it's really up to those around her that have to make decisions about whether or not they're going to be, you know, whether they even can have a conversation or be forgiving or whatever else. I mean, I... I'm going to be interested to see in the next episode how Ben feels about this because she was drinking with his child in her and had a car accident. Like if there's anyone here who I get, and he had to deal with his whole dad thing. So like, I don't know if, He's good. I don't know if he has time to lose it in the graduation episode, 
Um, they have to get a lot of stuff done in that episode. And I'm not sure, like, in how I remember it, I'm not sure all of it makes sense. Um, so we're going to have to really go through next episode with a fine tooth comb because I think how next episode resolves itself is part of how the impression people form on Lauren. Um, I'm going to mention something at the very end when we read, when we hear her letter also that I think is weird. Um, so I don't know. I think we're going to need to really analyze that one. I think it adds to the perception of this episode. Um, but yeah. Yeah. This storyline. Um, yeah. And the next storyline. And the next one. We're going to get Richard stopping by Elena's. He's got a nice black eye, as so many people have in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one reason or another. Um He's knocking on the door. I don't know why Elena answers it. Mm-hmm. His first thing that mm-hmm. he wants to say is, you know, you really could have screwed things up with that girl. She's so PC, you know? She doesn't be into me having fights. Yeah. Uh, and Elena calls him out. She's like, you're an ugly, rude boy. She and- says you're a racist. She said, so he comes in and says, you know, I think my eye is infected. And then he says the whole PC thing. And then she calls him a racist. Yeah. She's like, you're a racist. And then he doubles down and basically says, you're not black enough. Well, so he works his way into that. He's like flabbergasted by the even mention that he could be racist because he's like, I thought that your being black was a good thing. That's why I wanted to bring you. It's like, okay, that's the angle we're taking here. And then he's like, anywho, you're not, I mean, you're not really black. I mean, like you're black, but you're not like, you don't have black friends. You're dating a white guy. You don't like Spike Lee movies. Holy hell. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's like, if it was, I mean, at this point, the other eye should have been punched. Just, and then he, he should be thrown out the window. Elena um, kicks him out. There's that. But I mean, like, it's not enough. what is, what are we doing? Um, We're just going to leave. It'll get that. more infuriating, guys. Yeah. If you haven't watched this episode back in a minute, just, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. we'll talk We're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, And then we're going to see what wonders we open when we take the pin back out of this discussion. Um, (laughs) So it's Noel and he has come over to Zoe's apartment and knocked on the door with a nice brown bag with flowers and some groceries and wine. You know, on the one hand, it's sweet. It is sweet. On the other hand, it's a booty call and Zoe's not interested. I mean, I don't know that it is exactly a booty call. If it was Sean, it was a booty call. I think Noel honestly just wants to know what's going on. And he does think it's a romantic gesture. I don't think that he came in being like, we have to have sex because that's not the way it goes. 
So first they sit down on the ground, and I'm just going to say from the small little bit we get to see, Zoe has a gorgeous apartment. Mm -hmm. She's got this big sectional, and behind it is like one of those fake waterfalls inside. I was just like, man, I envy your apartment. Yeah, and you know, Noel starts this off in a cute way. His whole thing is he's got like this grocery bag full of stuff he's got in her. He's like, so I found this grocery bag on the street. It's got like <laughs> wine and ice cream and flowers. Was it yours? Did you? And she's like, no. He's like, let me check if any of your neighbors did. She's like, oh, well, starts to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that whole thing, he, that was quite a good, that was some good game he has there. Um, I know. Look at you, Noel. Yeah. Like good he's doing job. a good job. I don't know how to feel about this scene after this though. Cause I don't know. Um, she lets him in. She's saying it's sweet. You know, they're, they're, they're sitting on the floor. They're, they're doing the eating the ice cream thing. He does the seductive, oh, you've got a little bit over here on your mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me just get it. Oh, no, I didn't get it properly. Let me kiss it off. And then she's sort of like, okay, I see where this is headed. She's not into it. I mean, he, go, he goes to kiss her and she pulls back. Yeah. And I think it's fair for him at that point to say what he says is what's wrong Mm -hmm. you know he's like it's he's very clear there is no pressure to have sex but we were connecting more physically earlier like they had been kissing they had been holding hands she had been putting her head on his shoulder like he's he's very clear that this is not like you know this is just it's not about sex but we're just it's like we've taken a step back yeah and zoe is going to kind of but take zoe that more is personally. taking it as pressure like yes. i think this is a hard conversation and like this is for sure not the first couple to have one person wanting to go there and the other person not yet like this is a tale as old as time. And granted, his position is we were connecting more physically before. <clears throat> I get that. So he wants to know what's up here. But I think if you're in Zoe's position, she said to him, you know what? I'm going to go home from the party. I'm tired. I want to go home. Didn't invite him over. He comes over anyway, late at night with wine and ice cream, sits down and is like starting to make a move. And she's not interested and probably didn't want to have that conversation that night. So it's like. Which is fine then because, you know, he doesn't push it. He, he wants to know what's up and she makes her feelings clear. She's like, it feels like we're on a timetable. I think you should go. I'm not in the mood. Like she, he doesn't push it any further other than to ask you know, what's going on. And yeah. she is very clear that she's not into it and she'd like him to leave. Yeah. He will go further in the next conversation he has with her, but for now it's just a, not in the mood. He's going to leave before he can do that. So Sean knows that Noel went to do this. And so Sean is going to call Zoe's place. Zoe gets a call from Sean, hands the phone over to Noel and we don't hear it, but Sean is informing Noel that Ben is in the hospital. So we're going to just get the, the like, Noel being like, wait, what? And yeah. Zoe can tell that the energy has shifted into the room. And Zoe immediately looks up. And um, 
Zoe wasn't at the hospital, but Zoe doesn't know Ben, so. Yeah. No, I think that would be weird. That would be weird. I mean, we eventually get around to that they've only been dating three weeks. Yeah. Maybe five. We're not sure. But the first two probably don't count. We don't know. Yeah. So let's go over to the hospital ourselves. So Lauren now has changed her tune a bit. She's bringing some tea to Felicity. Yeah. And she says, you know, um, it's getting late. You should probably go home. Well, she's like, you know what? I'm going to stay here tonight. I'm staying at the hospital with Ben. And Lauren's like, well, in that case, um, you know, I'm really tired. I'm going to get a hotel. And Felicity gives it a moment. She's like, you know what? No, no, no. I'll like, just stay at my place. And Lauren says, no, no, no. I'll get a hotel. I, I'm not. And then Felicity says, no, really. It's okay. Um, yeah. It's, a cons- you know, they're both, they're making up. They're doing their thing. Um, I mean, I mean, Felicity is certainly being very generous and forgiving at this point in time, given what has happened. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. going above and beyond like offering to have her stay at her place is, is a lot. I think going above and beyond. I would agree. Yeah. Um, Maybe so it's now, making up for all of the like bitchy stuff she said behind her back. Yeah. Well, this is more what we would expect Felicity to do, to be honest, yes. um, based on what yeah, we've seen this from is her way in the past. More. Yeah, yeah, way more in character. This is a little bit more like, yeah, it, it definitely is more in character than what we saw earlier. Felicity, we're going to cut to Felicity's room where Felicity is helping Lauren get settled, get set up for the night. She's going to pack up a few things of her own. Uh, Felicity is going to make the mistake of playing her voicemails. <laughs> and... Well, it's probably not a mistake. I mean, if she hadn't shown up. Yeah. So uh, she's going to hear the voicemail from Professor Carnes, who, despite Megan asking, Carnes couldn't reschedule the meeting. It's still at 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. But she's sorry about her boyfriend being in the hospital. Yeah, at least there's that. So <laughs> Lauren can see that Felicity's stressed. And Lauren, yeah. it all comes together for Lauren. She's like, you know, I just, just been thinking, you know, this must be really hard for you. I put you in an impossible position. Yeah. And, and they kind of both say not exactly at the same time, but you know, they're both like, we wish we had done things differently. Yeah. And we get a very sincere thank you from Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, I, you know, she effed up. It's not good. But everything since then, it's like she's trying. I mean, I don't know how much credit we give her for that. I mean, as I said, I feel empathetic. I don't think it excuses anything that she did. And I think Felicity has every right to be extremely mad and is going above and beyond and not being mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's, a, it just kind of is what it is and it's a moment and we just have to take it as, as that. Yeah. And Felicity is going to go back to the hospital and then we're going to see her at the hospital in the morning. We're going to cut to that where 
Felicity is laying sort of next to Ben, uh, not laying next to Ben, laying with her head like kind of on the bed. Um, she's sitting in a chair and mm-hmm. she's like leaning forward and is like falling asleep with her head on the bed. And we're seeing the morning light hit Felicity and Ben. And there she's holding his hand. She's, you know, she's asleep and Ben has starts to move his hand and he's opened his eyes and he wakes up and she notices that his hand's moving and it's touching. It is. It's a nice little scene. And I would say kind of this next scene is actually what gave me the most empathy for Lauren, weirdly. Um, But we see Megan and Elena kind of go up to the desk and say they're all she's they're both at the hospital and they're going to say, you know, we've been here all night. You know, we want to go in. We want to see our friend. And the nurse is just like, look, it's 45 minutes. Like visiting hours are in 45 minutes. Sit down with everybody else. Yeah. And you know, this is not the first time that nurses had to field this type of energy from these two people. No. Um, and they're Elena and Megan are not happy about this. They go back to where the others are waiting in the waiting area. Sean, Nolan, Javier are all in the waiting room. I, I just want to say like, even that little moment with Elena and Megan made me want more Elena, Megan. Hmm. I, I, I wish they we both would have strong personalities and they mm-hmm. would be very interesting to see together. I think it would have been. I, I wonder what that would have. I wonder what kind of storylines we could have gotten if the writers wanted more Elena <laughs> again. Um, well, I mean, they roomed together for like an entire year. Mm-hmm. There was opportunity, you know, <laughs> like there's definitely opportunity to put those two together as a pair. They just didn't ever. And I think, yeah, they're both very strong personalities and they both occupy a similar space in Felicity's life and how they interact with her. But how would they interact with each other and what kind of force of nature could they be? Like, could they fight crime together is what I want to know. I feel like they would fight each other. And then when crime happened, they would smash it. And then they'd start fighting each other again. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't get, like, I don't know. Give give us something with these people. Um, Give us something with Elena. I don't know. Give 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 Elena a good match, you know? And I think Megan could be one. Like, I mean, they gave her Tracy. Yeah. And then how long have we been living in a post-Tracy world? You know, it's like kind of a long time and they didn't really ever do anything meaningful with Elena since then. And nobody feels like they've like matched her up with any other characters that feel equally strong. Megan was right there. Yeah. And also, I mean, this just goes back to Richard's comment. She dated Tracy. She dated DeForest. Well, she was engaged to Tracy. She dated DeForest. She dated Blair. She had, you know, Tara and Tara as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, what the hell? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, on a little lighter note, Javier is going to snuggle up to Noel and let him know that he smells good. Aw, well, that's meaningful. If only he were Zoe. Um, <laughs> so Felicity is going to come down from Ben's room. She's going to see them. She didn't even know they were there. And mm. she is really touched to see them. She's like, how long have you guys been here? Megan and Elena are like, not long. 
hardly any time <laughs> at all. This is not her issue, right? Actually, that maybe just that. Um, my note from an optimist, and I struggled. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I struggled to come up with a note from an optimist in this one. Um, friends showing up. I've done this before, but here we are at the hospital. You know, like, you know, I, um, the idea of like when somebody is grieving or going through like a hard time or a trauma, there's that like that that idea of like you look look to the next circle out for support. So like the person who is most effective should be able to talk to the people and sort of unload on the people who are like in the next circle out. Um, Mm -hmm. And those people should go to the next circle out. You never bring more problems to somebody who's closer to the problem than you are. But like, I love in this moment, like these people have been in this hospital, like in these chairs the whole night into the morning and Felicity shows up and they all, sh- they're just like, no, we just, no, nothing. Don't worry about us. We're just here supporting you guys. When, when does Ben wake up? Um, you know, they got their phone tree activated. They all informed each other. <laughs> they, you know, they all have different levels of connection to each other, but they're all showing up in the room at that same moment. And um, I don't know. I just thought that was, was a really lovely way to show the bond that all these people have after all this time. Yeah, I think this is a good spot to put your note from an optimist because, you know, this this is what Felicity has built, right? She's mm. built all these friendships. She's built her support system here. Um, she's brought a lot of these people together. Mm-hmm. And they're all here for her. Mm-hmm. and and Megan even apologized she's like I know you didn't want us to come she's like thanks for not listening yeah. <laughs> like I didn't mean it yeah. um, <laughs> like I needed the help um and, and so it's, does uh, yeah and for me this is why I feel like I was able to get to the empathy for Lauren because look at what Felicity and Ben have around them this is Felicity's support system look at what lauren had she's Mm -hmm. pregnant she's in a car accident she her car is totaled and what does she have she has someone coming out and telling her that she is going to be a terrible mother that's her support system yeah of course she wants to get back to arizona you know that's where the empathy comes in it's like she needs people too she doesn't have friends to come pack her car you know, she doesn't have money, period, clearly. Um, you know, so it, for me, it it just kind of underlines the whole, I get it. I get why she wants to go somewhere where she has people. Because look at everyone who showed up for Felicity. Yeah. I'd put a pin in your assessment of Lauren in a minute, too. Um, we'll come back to that with her letter. But... Yeah. Um, Felicity is actually leaving the hospital in that moment because she has to go to that meeting. So it's what, 830 yeah. or, you know, 8, 730. Um, yeah. And but she so, does tell them that Ben's OK. Yeah. And she thanks everybody for coming. And then we're going to see her with Professor Carnes. 
And this is unfortunate, right? Because there was not another opportunity to talk to Carnes. And uh, she shows up at this meeting and Carnes is like kind of picking up speed. She's like, yep, Lipschitz is already backing down. He can't even remember the name of the student whose thesis he copied. Felicity is like, enough's enough. <laughs> she says, yeah, his name is Ryan Bear. She shows her the actual dissertation. Yep. And Carnes's face just falls. Mm-hmm. Felicity says, I'm sorry. You put your reputation on the line for me. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yep. And Carnes is like, I guess you better get in there and tell them what you did. I mean, you realize I have to fail you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Felicity's going to do that. She's going to go in. She's going to take her medicine. She says, I'm sorry again. Uh, But then, you know, Carnes is going to call her on the way out. She's like, hold on. Uh, You're a senior, right? I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah, because again, Felicity has to graduate. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know how many toilets she will have to refill the toilet paper on i mean i don't this certainly does not pass a zero tolerance policy (laughs) test (laughs) i mean this got this has gotten to a very public level where like it's not even car like multiple people know about this this isn't karns turning a blind eye like there are there's a whole editorial board who is on to felicity here I don't see what Carnes can do that would keep Felicity in a space where she can graduate. But um, Wait, are you telling me that there are problems with the script writing? I would never in season four. I would never do that, Fish. <laughs> Why would you think I would do something? I'm so sweet and innocent. I don't have any problems with anything about the writing in season four. Um, oh. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's become a refrain, and I'm so delighted by it. Um, Are the people listening might hate it? They could. They're probably not listening anymore. (laughs) If they do, (laughs) yeah. If you if you came into this thinking we weren't going to have problems with the writing in season four, you've been (laughs) sorely disappointed by our podcast. Um, Or delightfully surprised. Or delightfully surprised, or maybe feeling very validated with life. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know how people feel about season four as a whole. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think there might be people who like it. I, who's, what are we going to say? Don't know. Um, um, I well, do like this first part. So we're going to get another scene, another scene. We needed another scene with Richard and Elena. Well, <laughs> I mean, we need more Elena. And yeah. actually, I, up until now, I liked Richard. Um, but, if if he could have just sort of stopped at after the first part, mm-hmm. like he he comes inside, and he's like, "I'm sorry." Well, he what apologizes said, to Elena through the door first. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, "You're right. I was offensive. I was stupid, and I was racist." And then Elena opens the door. And the scene continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. First of all, his eye is very bad now. Um, yeah. They they were all about the eye makeup 
in yeah. or like the special effects makeup in this episode that somebody was really into bruises. They're <laughs> 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 like, I got this. I know bruises. And they just put bruises on everybody. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Richard's going to continue. Oh, he was insensitive. And he says, and this part, oh my God. He says, I don't have enough friends to lose one over this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Over this? Do you think that this is insignificant? Because it kind of sounds like you think this, the whole you being a racist asshole, is insignificant. The way that is phrased. I don't have enough friends to lose one over this. Like, you know, she had borrowed one of his shirts and he was mad about it. Yeah, that's not it. That's not what's happening here. Fish has got this under control, folks. Um, I did not enjoy. No, I mean, we're going to keep going, though, because we haven't had enough yet. So Elena was like, yeah, it was insensitive, but you made me think. Mm. You know, it must mean something that my friends are all white. Are they, Teratara? Well um Richard's like well what do you think it means and she's like I don't know maybe it's like back to my was she in a private school was that what it was yeah she was in um she talked about it earlier it was like an all-white private high school and she's had to like deal with a black and like not black enough issue before yeah and she's like I guess I'm still trying to prove I'm not different because she was trying so hard to fit in in that environment but before this, she actually apologizes for hitting him. She apologizes. Well, Richard is like, hey, look, all I want is to be different. I don't even get it. Like, mm-hmm. here I am. Just Please your basic talking, generic Richard. white guy. That's why I'm Please into Star talking. Wars. Please stop talking. And she's like, I'm trying to figure out the connection between Star Wars and being black. <laughs> and, being black. and he's like, no, I mean, like, just, it's a place where I can belong. Like, those conventions are like my African-American house. It's a place I can belong. But you mm. have all of that built in. Yeah, because Comic-Con or Star Wars conventions or whatever also comes with, you know, the entire historical background of slavery and redlining and, like, the American justice system and current racial bias and i mean oh my god this is how they're going to put this back together but elena the character is being like oh yeah Yeah. i see your point she's like yeah totally it's like one of those like full house like the music comes on and they're trying to get the hug at the end sort of things it's like i don't know if we got there with this and then you know she's like well i haven't been to the african-american house in a while he's like well i'll go with you sometime maybe And then he just, he just uses a bunch of like black stereotypical language and sign. And I get that he was trying to act stupid, but also at the end of everything you have done this episode, just don't. Yeah. Just, just like tape, zipper, sew your mouth shut Mm -hmm. yep 
Yeah. Sure. Well, he's going to leave. Elena is going to apologize about the eye again. And then we're going to go to Noel and Zoe at the office. Where Noel has the conversation that he maybe wanted to have last night where he's like, you know, it just seems like you're not attracted to me. I mean, it's, it's fine. I just don't think it'll work out between us. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, every time I try to get near you, you, you pull away. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I think that's a valid point. Like if she actually isn't attracted to him, then it would make sense that they would not go out. I yeah. mean, he's either going to need an answer or it's not going to work out, right? So, like she's got to say something. Yeah, she does have to say something here. But I, I kind of wish on the scale of like this works for me versus this is a little icky. Um, what would have made this easier for me to stomach? It's not that I had a big problem with this scene, but what would have made this easier for me would have been if he had separated these thoughts. If he yeah. had said, seem like you're not, it seems like you're not attracted to me. It's fine, but I really need to know. Like yeah. before yeah. saying it's, it's not gonna work out. Because then remember. it it attaches this weird, like my proof is like last night I went over, you didn't want to hook up and so like my conclusion is we can't do this anymore um like i just needed those things to be a little bit more separate than they were to open this because yeah. that if, if he could have taken that line out and just waited for an answer put it later. that would have yeah. been better put it in like she says i am attracted to you okay then we don't even need that line yeah of the it won't work out now let's get to the root of what this is or if he has to say it won't work out, just put it later. Like, But let's also remember it's Noel. Yeah. So he has self-esteem issues, you know, and this I feel like is a very typical Noel thing to say. Like he's gone back a step. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is out of character for Noel to say something like this. Like, I don't think he's trying to put pressure on her by saying it's not going to work out. I think he's but saying. But he is issuing an ultimatum. Well, but I think he's like. saying you're not attracted to me. I don't think it's going to work out in the sense of like, I'm not an attractive enough person. Yeah. I like, I guess you don't want to date me versus what she probably heard, which is, you know, if we're not going to have sex, we're not going to go out. Well, it's what I hear. Like, I, I guess it's, it's sort of like, it makes it feel to me like last night was an ultimatum. She just didn't know it. Um, yeah, but we have to remember Noel's personality here. Yeah. For me, this translates to, I'm not good enough for you. You probably don't want to date me. Yeah. No, is it in character? It is. But for me, this is an, it, instead of this being like an all the way, ah thing. Yeah, there's an ick It's a I little it. bit icky. And it would have, they the writers would have undone that by simply removing the line, like, I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah, um, fair. But I mean, isn't Noel a little icky? I mean, have we not established yeah, that through yeah, like I four think, seasons? It's, but I think, you know, yes, yes, we have established that. And I've been here saying season four, Noel, I feel better about him. And in this moment, we backslide for me. And yeah. I think, you know, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but for me, this 
this part of the storyline walks a really fine line. And I think it often does in relationships where somebody's ready first before the other person is. Um, and so there's these lines and boundaries and figuring out how do you push? Where do you push? Where, where do you not? Where do you respect boundaries? I think that's always that, or not always. I think it's often a factor in relationships, especially like earlier in your life, it can be a, a factor in relationships. So like, this is something, you know, this is territory that probably needs some, some storylines about it. And for me, um, I want to see these two as having a healthy relationship and I don't want Zoe to be pressured here. And I think, uh, but I want Noel to get the answers that he needs. And I think we're, we're on the way to doing all of those things. I just, I don't like that we attach Noel coming in hot like this, you know, it's just like, he came in kind of, it's like, no, we're already done unless you say something that, that um, proves otherwise. It's like, he could have just said all the things he said in the beginning and let her talk. And then it's never this threat hanging over, you know, like. I just don't think he thought of it as a threat, mm-hmm. but I get what, I get how she could take it that way. Yeah. So from my perspective, it's, it's in line with Noel's personality, but were they to take it out, I would have no problem with that. I think that would make it a nicer scene. Yeah. Well, so Zoe then is prompted to like, she's like, I am attracted to you. What Can I tell you something that might make you change your mind? He says, yes, please. She goes, she closes the door. She's obviously very uncomfortable to have this conversation. And like, I don't really want to talk about this, but here we are. She says, okay, I was depressed. I told you I was depressed, right? I was on meds, but then we started to date and it felt really good. So I thought maybe I didn't need the meds anymore and I stopped taking them, but that might not have been a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, so you were feeling, you've been feeling depressed. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I haven't been in the mood, but I started taking my meds again and it usually takes a couple weeks for them to kick in. And then yeah, she says something I, that broke my heart a little bit. Um, well, let me say one thing about the meds first. Mm-hmm. So I like, I'm glad that they do talk about the idea, the, the connection between sort of mental state and like sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. I think something that is much more complicated is when people are on antidepressants and it actually takes your sex drive away. Mm. And how do you have a relationship then? Because I think that's something that is much more often faced Mm. than, you know, going off your your medication and then being depressed and not being in the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I feel like they kind of missed the mark on (laughs) where they were going with this. But I guess they wanted something that could be resolved in a couple of weeks, which yeah. I assume will be next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that uh, They were looking for something that could be resolved. Um, yeah. So after all, she says all this, which is a lot to reveal, she says, does that change your mind or does it make you really not want to go out with me? Yeah. I mean, that's, 
that is the societal pressure and the stigma attached to um, mental illness. Look, she's carrying a lot. You know, like that's a lot of stuff to have in your head. Um, it's a lot of, you know, for as much as Noel's got his insecurities, this is a major thing for her to feel insecure about. And, um, you know, the, it's a very big reveal to him and a very big conversation to have. And actually, if they're going to land in a healthy place, they need to be able to have conversations like this because mm-hmm. they need, they probably need like to have significantly more conversation about this and like yeah plans and like both of them suffer from depression so it's something where they're gonna have to talk about this over time in an ideal world they would i mean we're not going to see these conversations in this show with this amount of time left but like this is hopefully the beginning of of being able to have these conversations very openly with each other where they can say like Here's how you know when I've my depression is triggered, or here's some of the things I need, or here's some of the things you can do. Like have those plans. How can you understand this situation better for me? Or or what, you know, what affects me? Um, ideally, those are conversations they would have if they're going to get to a healthier place. So this is an important start to, mm-hmm. to being able to have a healthy and relationship. I mean, applause for having it three weeks in. I mean, you yeah. Know. Yeah, and you it, know, it, it, it was quick. <laughs> it was quick. It's very quick. And they were very much pushed into it. But you know, if sex drive is is a factor, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it, Sean, and it's part of it starts to when you get this conversation. Now you look back at the last time they were having a, a sort of not a confrontation, but a converse, a discussion in their relationship where she was reluctant to tell her dad or have anybody in the office know. And she probably saw this coming, <laughs> you know, like she's maybe at that time she had already been off her meds. Maybe she was already feeling like, oh my God, this is a lot for me. Um, yeah. You know, like also all of this. Just, yeah. PSA, like do not go off your medication without talking to your doctor. Um, like there's, uh, with different medications, uh, many of them, if you just completely go off of them, like you can have major depression and suicidal tendencies and all kinds of things that you wouldn't even have if you like slowly went off your medication under your doctor's like care. Mm -hmm. So just general PSA. Yeah. talk to your doctor don't self-medicate like or, don't yeah. just stop it, it actually says on many bottles don't just stop taking this yeah i, I think uh, what i i just appreciate that this scene and zoe's reveal here makes you think about the conversations the episodes that they've had before this where their relationship was forming and it, and you start to see this as an element that you didn't know about um, yeah. And so that may change the conversation, you know, if we were to go back a little bit, I don't know. Um, but it's a factor for her. And yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think that there was anything that she did that I was like, oh, like, this is a terrible person. Um, you know, but then again, you had primed me to know that she had um, some mental illness. And I've so, never, I've never thought that she was a terrible person in any of the things that she did, but I think she's extremely protective and um, very like she's got, she puts walls up very quickly. 
And now you start to get more context to all these walls. Like there's a lot of different types of context that you could add to any of the walls she puts up with Noel, but he keeps sort of being like, can we talk about this? And then they talk and they break through. And yeah. And for his, you know, to his credit, you know, Zoe says the heartbreaking line and Noel just immediately gets in there and it's like, of course I still want to go out. And there is absolutely no rush to have sex. It is on your timetable. Like, I had no idea about any of it. And honestly, yeah. all of this conversation they're having, he's on antidepressant medication too. Yeah. You know, so like if there's a guy who gets this, well, I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own journey, but he's much better positioned to understand this than she thinks. Yeah. Plus, I mean, depression I looks different in different people, but it probably didn't help his sex drive. I mean, it didn't seem like he was really. You know, when he got really depressed and started seeing the therapist, it wasn't like he was, you know, At the very pursuing. Least, when his own therapist recommended meds, he was like, meds, that seems yeah. like that's, that's extreme. And so for her to be revealing her, like the insecurities she has around telling him about her meds, like mm-hmm. he gets this part, you know, and so there's that. I mean, and I don't even know if they've had the conversation yet where he's like, by the way, when you told me that you were in love with somebody who was in love with somebody else for three mm-hmm. years, have they told you about Felicity? <laughs> like the girl you met? Right. Like, yeah. I don't know if like she realizes. It doesn't they're... seem like they've had that conversation. He also has, he's got a few conversations to have. Like, um, so I've been married before and I got paid. <laughs> Um, I got, uh, I got paid got, to stay married to her. Um, he's got some things to share that would make her feel like, yeah, you know, at least he gets me. Uh, we have many similar <laughs> stories and then he has some additional ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know the rest of Zoe's stories. Maybe she's got stories that uh, rival that, but, mm-hmm. but she is going to say at the end, seeing you is the best part of my day which is just sweet. And then they give each other a little kiss, but then they hug a supportive hug in the office Mm -hmm. in a private room. Mm -hmm. I was okay with the way this ended. I was okay with the way this ended. I'm, I I just want to forget about the part of him saying like, it won't work out right up front. And if you take that out, I feel great about the scene. Okay. Um, So let's just take it out. Let's just take it out. Let's just do it. Let's just pretend it's not there. Done. Done. Writing problem fixed. Um, so, okay, Felicity is going to return home uh, mm-hmm. after her meeting. She's going to see a note from Lauren. She thought maybe Lauren might still be there. Lauren is not there. It's just a note. And Lauren says some things in her letter. She says, thank you for letting me stay and for listening to me. Seeing you face your problems, basically facing me, makes me think I can do that too. But then the morning came, the baby kicked. I have to go. Not sure where. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was a weird line. Well, here's why that line is strange. So I told you that we're not going to actually see Lauren again. The baby is going to be born in the next episode. The baby is going to be born in Philadelphia. What? 
Right. Oh, wait, does her water break on, like, the way to Arizona? Philadelphia. I don't know. I, what? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, In all that time, she got from New York to Philadelphia. Um, I don't know how much time passed. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's an issue, right? Um, Yeah. Uh, What's up with Philadelphia, folks? I don't know. Um, so the not sure where piece now, if I'm going to pretend Philadelphia is a thing, I'm wondering if her letter is saying, you know, seeing you face your problems makes me think I can too. Is she revisiting the fact that part of her plan with Arizona was connected to her ex, but part of the plan with Arizona was connected to her parents. Right. So, um, that's where her support system is. Like she needs to go there. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it was, she hit the road, she got as far as Philadelphia, her water broke. I don't know. Um, Do we ever find out where she ends up? Yeah, by the end of the episode, I feel like she's in Arizona, but um, okay, it's... So I'm going to assume her water broke, because okay. if she ends up in Arizona, then good. That's where she needs to be. I want to say that's what happens. Um, so... Yeah, so Felicity's going to visit Ben. She's brought the card from Lauren. She's going to put the card on that's addressed to her on Ben's, like, on the machines. Um, And she's just going to sit next to Ben. And it's weird to me because it's like, this monster hasn't been defeated, if indeed it was a monster. He's going to have to co-parent with this woman forever. (laughs) Like she's maybe what we're saying is the duking it out with Lauren is over, but the duking it out with Lauren only happened in this episode. Yeah. And it was like what, two days maybe. And really only one day Yeah, because she was gone the next day. So we're pretty much now back to what it was in all the episodes prior to this, where it's just like, Lauren's trying to make decisions that are right for the baby. Ben has to figure out what that looks like in the context of his own life. We're back to status quo. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what it looks like given that she's, I don't, I don't know if this is the first time that she's had a relapse while she's pregnant. I don't, you know, we just don't know any of this stuff, but I would hope if she is in Arizona with her parents, she can get back to friends. She can get back to family. She can get back to AA groups. She can get back to her sponsor. Um, although I guess she was in California before she can get a new sponsor. Um, cause wasn't she, um, Ben's dad was her sponsor, mm-hmm, which is so very complicated. So I, yeah, I, so, you know, I don't know. Like, I think hopefully that'll all be better yeah i think i don't know there's like a kind of a strange like dragon slaying tone that i have at the end of this that doesn't make sense to me because it wasn't a dragon before this episode and if if what we're saying is like lauren's gonna get it more with felicity how does that matter because she might be nicer about making good decisions for the baby like she was fine no i i I, I, don't I think know. they, ha- you know, them having this moment to bond, I think is helpful if Felicity, I mean, as I'm assuming Felicity and Ben end up together because having a relationship with your significant other's co-parent 
right, is important for you, for your partner, and for the child. Um, it's not at all certain important. in this moment what happens with Felicity and Ben. And it's, yeah, I mean. Because, you know, we're still in this place where it's like, Ben's like, well, maybe I need to go to Arizona. Med's like, maybe I need to continue school in Arizona. Felicity has this job offer in New York that will give it her yeah, about in a minute. No, there's been nothing, <laughs> nothing has been said about them breaking up. I mean, yeah. since Ben was like, let's break up. Well, Felicity asked, are we going to be together next year? Or are we going right, to be together after graduation? All... Yeah, but that was part of the like fight thing. By the end of that episode, you know, Ben asked her to move to Arizona. She was like, I can't do it, but I wanted I want to do this with you. Yeah. So that but to how me do they get that like, done? The, like I mean, to me, is, that means long distance. It, everything's still on the table when we get to next episode. Like okay. so so the their what's going to happen with them is not at all decided what's going to happen with ben isn't decided like what he's doing um i mean i do still think he should move to arizona yeah i mean felicity doesn't know what her world is going to be but she, i guess she's still got a job offer for new york um yeah like so I mean, it's the first job so like i mean first post-college job so like i don't know take it for six months or a year and find a place in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm simplifying it, but like to me, all roads lead to Arizona here. Yeah. Unless Felicity decides she no longer wants to be with Ben or vice versa. Well, but I, I can't imagine that happening in like the next day slash two weeks slash month. I don't know how much time is passing between now and the next episode but like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's going in the direction of them breaking up well we'll just have to see how it goes yeah um but yeah that's that's this episode and um well you know what fish what on earth like let's do that you're the worst <laughs> segment who how many who, who what explain yourself <laughs> all the people all the people are the worst every <laughs> single one of them so yes i had a lot of choices uh for this segment and i'm gonna tell you i couldn't pick one i just couldn't but i'm not gonna do the blanket like everyone's the worst uh like i did before so i've got two um i mean lauren come on you're drinking when you're pregnant you're drinking and driving you're lying to Felicity about it. Your whole attitude with Felicity, you know, maybe I can get it. I can have the empathy, but taking off and not saying where you're going, leaving Ben in the hospital. I mean, you need help and you need it now. So I am hoping that you left to go check yourself into rehab. I mean, that's that's mostly what I'm hoping for. Um, you know, having alcoholism does not excuse these things. It may explain them, but it does not excuse them. And my hope for you and your son 
and Ben and hope, hopefully Felicity will see is that you work out an arrangement that works where you have people around you to support you uh, because you need it. You're a mess in this episode, just a, a hot mess. And, um, you know, Richard, what the F? I mean, I don't really have anything else to say other than, Richard, you're a racist, and please don't speak again until you educate yourself. So we've got to tie Lauren and Richard for uh, drinking and driving while pregnant and being a racist. Yay. Lauren and Richard, you're the worst. Quite the competitive field. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Fish, you know who's the best? Our listeners. Sure are. We're going to head into our after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment. I have not been on Instagram and I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear everybody's Well, opinion. we've been gathering. So most of this is going to be Lauren feedback. I'm saving a piece of Lauren feedback that was quite intricate for next episode that spoils next episode a bit. Um, but we've, but listen, if you've written in with Lauren feedback, we want you to be heard because there's a lot of it. <laughs> um, so this is split into mostly Lauren feedback and uh, a little segment I like to call at Ruby and Simba 13 comes for fish. um that's separate Uh distinct from lauren but let's save it for the end because i think there's humor in that um so with the lauren stuff um okay so the the first comment that we have is a comment that i think will reflect some grievances you've had with the writing fish um at comey maybe just puts a finer point on this and says i don't understand how Ben's dad, who has been sober for just 67 days, can be Lauren's AA sponsor. Well, correct. Also, he's male. That's not a thing. There's there's many layers of uh, issues involved in how they decided to bring Lauren and Ben together. And frankly, I'm just going to say, no real payoff that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That seems fair. Um, okay. At Heather M. O'Brien underscore on Lauren says, she is the worst. Ha ha ha. You're the worst voice, as Melissa would say. She comes in as a sponsor and seems to mean well, but in the end, she is quite manipulative. I'm not sure whether we, I'm not sure we needed her as a character. I think there could have been other ways or dynamics to deal with the cheating of Noel or Felicity that Ben had to deal with that wouldn't have ended up in such a drastic and life-changing situation. Um, she's She was protective about spoiling too much for you at that point, Fish. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, at this point, you know, I don't know what happens next episode, but at this point, I kind of agree. I could do without the whole, this whole plot line. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one episode that I really liked, but again, I could still just do without the entire plot line. Okay. 
Now, the last comment in this segment is going to be a counterpoint to that. But in the middle of those two things, we've got maybe a dozen people who hate Lauren. So let's just, <laughs> just go through Rattle them. them off. Because guys, we need, this is for posterity. We need everybody to be heard, to be yeah. felt. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people who are not a fan of all this. Well, and so, I hope they say why. Like I want to know Sometimes it's very simple comments and sometimes it's more complex, but it's mostly like one-liners. Um, okay. But we just want you to be heard. So we'll just go through these. At Angie Coder Kelly says, I could not stand her on Lauren. At Paradiso Bellydown says, I hated her. I didn't hate anybody on that show except for her. LOL. She was an interloper. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> At Colleen.Tenbus, not a fan. <laughs> All caps. At Terra9643, didn't like her or her involvement with Ben at all. Was it Tara or Tara? <laughs> I think this is definitely Tara. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Well played, Fish. Yeah. That was I mean, I... brilliant. Just a question. Oh my gosh. At Megan underscore Edwards on the Lauren One Night Stand. Probably the worst plot line of the series. Thumbs down emoji. <laughs> At Felicity. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. At <laughs> Felicity.fans on the same plot line. Lately, I've had a hard time rewatching this part. I hear you. We have uh, too. At Mickey. Ugh, I can't stand her in a lot of her scenes. She's not the worst right now early on, but eventually I end up hating her guts. Um, and she got a you're the worst this time and we've got two that i grouped together you'll find out why at olivia cooks oh lauren i think she's even worse than avery then followed by at catacorn underscore 75 i get that she was an important part of ben's growth being a father finally made him grow up. I have to say, I hated her for most of her storyline and Julie too, at some points. However, <laughs> nobody was more shoots daggers from your eyes, dislikable and despicable as Avery. Interesting. So you've got an Avery Lauren off. An Avery Lauren off indeed. And Catacorn underscore 75 through in Julie for good measure because we gotta Fair. get her in the conversation. I mean, it's good to just get a good kick at Julie every once in a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> you need that. Um, um, that was. What do you think? What do you think? Lauren or Avery? I think they're very different, right? Like, I think that, especially having now done this rewatch, and granted, you know, we still need to do next episode, but of what we've seen of the two characters, Avery was pure manipulation. Avery was an absolute sociopath. Like, Avery was hardcore. Um, Avery was all about Avery. Lauren is a flawed human, and she's making actually quite a lot of good decisions on behalf of her baby and they are situationally problematic for Ben and Felicity and yes in this episode they go harder on her being hormonal having a bad day a villain like in terms of how she's attacking Felicity 
But I don't necessarily agree that it's manipulative. I think that she um, she's just trying to do the best she can do. And it's all going to be bad for Felicity. Like, it is just all going to be bad for Felicity. That's it. So it sounds like your answer is Avery. I think, uh, well, I think a long-term impact, like, no, Lauren but I mean, is going to be the who's problem. the bad person who's the bad person I mean I would I would say Avery is the bad person I mean I would say she's a dangerous factor but they were also able to get her out of their lives um yeah. and I think that situation was very complex as well but I think it was easier to resolve and uh Ben was able to find ways to resolve the underlying problem there by dealing with it in a career way um and who do you like more or less as a character Ooh, i liked avery i really liked watching avery like from a villain standpoint she was a villain you know like Mm -hmm. i believed her as a villain when the show went hard on her being a villain i was for it every step of the way with lauren i feel like they i do feel like they tried to do this weird thing at the end here um that we weren't seeing shades of at any point until this. And I I think a lot of her choices were very reasonable. We might not have to, we don't have to like them. But from her standpoint, that she was making the best informed decisions she could. So um, from like a villain on my screen, love to hate her, Avery. Um, from a, I don't really want this plot line, <laughs> Lauren. Yeah. I think is where I'm landing on that. What about you? I agree. Surprisingly, I fully agree. I could, I could do without the entire Lauren plot line and I enjoyed the Avery plot line. Um, mm-hmm. We had a lot though, of fun with that one. Yeah. People even hate Avery I, I too. I mean, we got a lot of bad feedback about Avery, but I don't know if people saw as much value in the plot as we did i don't know i felt like there was a difference in the feedback and maybe we'd have to go back and look at it where it was like people were like you know i don't like avery because she's a psychopath and manipulative like they had these reasonings whereas lauren is the worst plot line Mm -hmm. is different than avery as a character is a villain and the other thing too about Lauren and the plot line with Lauren is how many times has this show done a pregnancy plot line? I now? know. You know, so I, I know. think like it's four repetitive. seasons in, maybe one of the reasons why we don't need this is because we had Ruby and we even earlier this season had a pregnancy scare with Felicity. And we've, you know, we've, we've talked about her mom, like Felicity's mom having all of this going on. And like, then we get Lauren and then, you know, like it's just, you know, and maybe if we didn't have the misconception episode, Mm. it wouldn't in such like close placement to this, maybe it even would have been better, but Mm. I don't know. Lauren's been around for a while now. Yeah. I think there was a lot of cool stuff they could have done with Lauren and they didn't do those things and they did this instead. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't know. And uh, yeah, but let's 
let's get um, a longer take that is sees more value in the Lauren plot line. Um, we've got at Karmara says, I don't know, it's complicated for sure. The whole aspect of this character and her involvement from knowing Ben through his dad their relationship, and then having a kid, I feel so much that it's hard to cover simply. I mean, it's messy, like life, and makes a point to show how actions can have real long-term impacts. I love how the show does not take this glossy, life is all happy and good narrative, and her character reflects that. Her character impacts Ben and Felicity, and they both make decisions that affect them heavily. I'm thinking of when Lauren wrecks and then Felicity cheats on her paper due to the stress and the time of all this. To me, it shows how Ben is tied to this angst, a person who is just troubled, like his dad, which is a real thing that can and does happen when people grow up in a family dynamic like that. Lauren's character, for me, shows this reflection of Ben's past, which we get, but mostly from his perspective. Sure, I think it could have been done in many different ways, and I used to hate it. Now I see it as added depth that made this show so great. I still hate how it causes so much intense drama for Felicity and Ben, but that's also life. I really love how they make the characters show more than one side of themselves by introducing new characters that may be primarily problematic like Lauren. I guess I can see their point. I, my, I guess, bigger problem with this is it's episode 16. If you want to explore this in depth, you need at least another season and just sort of leaving it in the ether, I think, I don't know, like introducing something like this and then just leaving it bothers me. It also feels like a different show. Like, I feel like you could do an entire show around Felicity, Ben, Lauren, Dinah, like if it was a spinoff or if it was just another show, it could be um, this situation. It's complicated. It's messy. What it's not is consistent with most of what we've seen so far in this show and it's not going to be resolved um and and we're not even gonna really get to explore it i assume because there's only one episode left before it gets weird so between those two things i just i don't see as much value in it all right well, there you have it. Now, that's our Lauren feedback for today. Mm-hmm. But we are moving into the the sort of micro segment within after you listen to this tape, you have to erase <laughs> it, which is at Ruby and Simba 13 comes for fish. Awesome. Now, just to reset this, some of you re- may remember that this, this back and forth debate <laughs> has erupted between these two over fish's reaction to the the language megan used around trying to support felicity and saying no you're gonna get back together with ben it's gonna be fine and she was using 
more flowery language than Fish would have preferred. So at Ruby and Simba 13's next comment in this saga is, okay, Fish, I'll give it to you partially. I hear what you're saying and can, can agree to a point. However, it's the tone in which she is saying you guys are meant to be and it's a fairy tale. She's saying it with sarcasm, anger, and irritation, which is Megan. If she had said it with sappiness and it was all heartfelt, then totally I agree with you. But she doesn't. To me, that makes all the difference. So I stand by my original argument. Just listening to her words, yes. But adding the sarcastic tone to it, I'm right. Now, hold on a second, because Ruby and Simba 13 then rewatched it and came back to us and says, okay, I went back to the storm and she doesn't say anything about a fairy tale or being meant to be. I was going off what you said. She says, <laughs> look, Felicity, but she says, look, Felicity loves you uh, so much. It's disgusting. If I think about it too long, it makes me want to barf. She's clearly annoyed. And this to me is 100% Megan. There's no sugary, sweet, anything in what she says. The music is sappy, but Megan is not. I stand by this. So many laughing and crying emojis. Um, <laughs> I love that we are arguing about Felicity. She also later said that we're still friends or you're still oh, friends. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. Um, Fish, you know, your fighting, rebuttal? <laughs> yeah, fighting is a sign of friendship. So first I will say, I agree in part on what you said about the tone. If Megan had said those words in a sarcastic way, I would agree. That was Megan. But she didn't. She was staring deeply into Felicity's eyes with this heartfelt, you know, just open. I mean, it was the tone that bugged me the most about it. So I, I disagree, and you did say that before you had rewatched it. Now, about the rewatch, I did not, uh, I no longer have access to uh, the, uh, the online versions of the show. So I had to go back to YouTube, and I am hoping that they properly labeled the, uh, the episode so I believe it's the storm. I'm going to ask Melissa to re-upload this uh, for me. Uh, and I will give you the time stamps on when this speech actually occurred, because I did listen to it, and I've now listened to it three times. So I'm 100% sure that this speech occurred and that she was not at all being sarcastic. Now, whether it was actually the storm or not, I'm not sure because of YouTube, but I'm gonna, I am gonna find out and I am gonna come back to you with the episode, the timestamps and the quotes. And then um, we will both have to rewatch one more time and, uh, and go for round three. This is like a duel. <laughs> it's not like a duel. If it was a duel, <laughs> it'd be over. This is boxing. This is round one, two, three. Wow. It is round two for the record. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride here. I'm loving this. Well, no, you are not just along for the ride. You are egging us on. You, That's true. you are making sure that this happens and yeah. continues. At happen. Ruby and Simba 13, your move. 
Okay. All no, the no, fish is still doing still, a little bit of yeah. research on this. Yeah. Um, I, I have to come back to you with all of the, the exact times, but uh, I have watched this many times now and uh, it did happen. I did not dream it. It was so not a fantasy. And in a way, that's my greatest victory because you hate this scene. And I've now forced you into a situation where you're rewatching <laughs> it over and over and over again. <laughs> Ruby and Simba 13, well played. Okay. <laughs> we, we're high-fiving through the podcast waves. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and Fish doesn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what fun segment this is. Who knew this was coming? Wow. Uh <laughs> My goodness. Well, this is good stuff. This is really yeah. good stuff. We've created a an Instagram beef and uh, a non-existent band this season. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Things we are leaving for, uh, for future generations. I still believe that Owen can play the kazoo. Um, <laughs> so anyway, how did it all happen so perfectly? Um, wow. We love our listeners mm-hmm. clearly <laughs> heart. clearly not just a heart but one of those hearts that's like beating you know like with the, the like, pulsing little heart like the pulsing heart um yes. that feels right so fish look we've got to rate this episode yeah what's gonna happen to us <laughs> <laughs> um oh i don't know i mean i gave the last episode a negative five <laughs> 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 yeah you did um so um uh, who wants to go first okay i will go first okay. this time I love that. and i will say this it does not reach negative numbers for me great news okay um there are a lot like this would be an episode i would rewatch. i would fast forward through all of the Richard and Elena stuff, because I never want to see that again. Um, the Lauren stuff, I don't know. Like, I think because I had empathy for her, it uh, it made it more interesting because I was able to say, yeah, she is a deeply, deeply flawed person and it doesn't excuse her actions. Um, but I felt something. Whereas with the negative five one, I just, it was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, again, apologies to anyone who loves that episode. If that's your favorite episode, I'm sorry. Um, so because I was able to feel something, because I thought some of the, you know, I thought most of the stuff um, with Noel and Zoe was sweet. Uh, and, you know, Sean with his meddling, meddlesome Sean, um, the stuff about the paper, they, they did not really move it forward at all. Like we still don't know what happened, but she's going to graduate. So whatever, I don't care about that at all. Um, so yeah, I would say I'll give that, I'll give this one. I'll give it a five. You know, I'm going to give it a like middle of the road. I would definitely fast forward through some parts, but I, I would definitely rewatch this one again. 
Okay. So your rating again was a five. Five out of 10 gloves. Okay. 10 whole points above the last episode. Sure was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I will be dragging this one down a little bit then. Um, my So I rated this one in the unit of totaled cars. Ooh. Which feels like an appropriate way to describe our reactions to the last two episodes. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, I'm giving this one 3.9 out of 10 totaled cars. Mm -hmm. Why, you ask? Because I said so. Um, <laughs> first of all, okay, first of all, Richard and Elena, yeah. strike all of that from the record, please. Thank you. Yes. Give Elena something better to do than this. Um, so there's that. The paper... Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm following, I'm all, I'm along for the ride with this plot line, but I guess where it comes apart for me a little bit is the premise that this professor, after all of this can do a thing about having her not be expelled from school. Yeah. Like this is way, there's way too many people involved. This was going to be published. There is an editorial board. This feels like we cannot tie this up with a bow, but they're probably going to. And they hint that <laughs> in that sentence. So, okay. So there's that. Um, the Lauren stuff, on the one hand, I think, look, we've talked about her being an AA. That's obviously a factor in her life, but they haven't really made it like part of her story in that she's it's been that Hedden's dad has been struggling with it but I think it does make sense that it's rearing its ugly head right now in her life but I do have a problem with what feels like there's inconsistency somewhere here I, I think they went really hard on making her look more like a villain here I think they went really hard on making Felicity seem like the victim of the situation and then being really gossipy about Lauren behind her back to everybody mm -hmm. and there's just inconsistency here somewhere for me and i know we've kind of we've talked about it a little bit maybe my problem is more with how they're having felicity portrayed i don't know um i think that it was very on the nose that they gave lauren devil horn pigtails like <laughs> at the start like i think that was not an accident i think that this is you know I, I think they were trying to do something here that we have not seen any evidence of until the beginning of this episode um, and yet it sticks out in your brain a lot when you think about Lauren, or at least it did for me. So there's that. And then the Zoe, I actually, my favorite stuff in this episode is all the Zoe, Noel, and Sean stuff. I love the party. Like most of my 3.9 comes from Dwayne. Dwayne? <laughs> that like, this got a serious Dwayne, Dwayne bump. Okay. Nice. Um, but the only reservation I have about that is that one line in their final scene that took it from a sweet scene to just a little bit of Vicky. But yeah, so I'm going to give this a 3.9 out of 10 totaled cars. And hey, you know, um, look, it's a little higher than my last one. A little bit. So there's that. We are improving. Um, I'm sure next one I'll be feeling better about overall. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our ratings. Five out of 10 clubs, 3.9 out of 10 total cars. Mm -hmm. And we would love to hear what you all think. So go ahead and send us your feedback. Uh, and goodness, if you want to get in on this, 
Ruby and Simba 13 versus fish debate. <laughs> We're all for it. Okay. Um, so write to us at the Melissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, the Melissafish at gmail.com. Also, you can become part of the conversation or the debate or the uh whatever's happening between Ruby and Simba 13 and Fish. You can be part of that on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. <laughs> or if you just want to know when do we drop these these podcast episodes, check the show notes wherever you're listening to this and sign up for our newsletter right there. And while you're there, Hey, go ahead, rate and review us so that other Felicity fans can discover this long form content. So that's all the housekeeping there. Now fish next time we're going to be talking about an episode called the graduate. Hey, what do you think is going to happen in that episode? I think Ruby's baby's going to come back and graduate from college. That is my guess. (laughs) Well, because we don't, we don't know how much time is going to pass. I'm assuming it's roughly 18. (laughs) Nope. Nope. 21 years. Um, And yeah. Yeah. Maybe Ruby's Ruby's baby gives the commencement address. Ooh. Ah. Mm. That's right. That's right, folks. Didn't think about that one, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair guess. Mm-hmm. I like it. We have a lot of work to do in the next episode. There's a lot of things to tie up. Um, and again, a reminder if this is your first watch, why are we so confusing in how we talk about the timeline? Episode 17 was a possible finale. So they have to get people to graduate and then they got five more episodes. And so they had to have something to do there. So we're going to talk about the graduate for me. That's like, actually for me, the next episode is the finale I honor. Um, And then when we talk about the last five episodes, probably going to get a little weird. Okay. Yeah. So Just go we're going to get weird. It's going to be weird. It's yeah. fine. We're here for you. That's We're it. here for it. We're here and each other. Coverage. That's it. All right. Anything else to say about this one, Fish? Nope. Okay. Well, until next time, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>